This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Stuck waiting behind the two people on a scooter yesterday. I saw cruising down Adelaide in London. They were uh, uh, like, it was dumb and dumber, basically. <laughs> These e-scooters, like now that the weather's nice, it's e-scooter season. Mm-hmm. And there was a, I'm assuming they were like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, two people on this little tiny e-scooter that could not get up to speed. Mm. It was probably going 35 in a 50 or 60. That's probably topped out. <laughs> yeah. It was pedal to the metal. Had it gunned. Yeah. And it was not uh, it was not going nearly the speed that traffic should be moving on that road. And they were in the middle of the lane. Yeah. There's about 14 cars behind them stuck no did they have the four ways on like they knew they were being a slow moving vehicle no they just no, love and life what a beautiful day. day great to carpool <laughs> i saw a scooter the other day it wasn't a bike scooter but this was at nine it was kind of confusing because i saw one single light and it was a guy on uh it was an e-scooter but it was like a scooter that you stand on uh like yeah. a razor scooter but it was electrical and on his back, this is like 9 p.m., he's on a, a four-lane road in the middle of the city, and he's got an Uber Eats delivery bag on his back, <laughs> and the scooter's going 20 kilometers an hour. So I'm thinking to myself, how big of a delivery radius could this guy possibly have? French fries are going to be cold when he gets there. Like, how, how could you possibly be an Uber Eats delivery driver you know, using the scooter. But I guess if the population is dense enough, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's what Spider-Man did. Remember uh, Tobey Maguire? On the but little he had the scooter, bike, didn't he? Didn't he, he had, have the bike? Like a, no, he had a little scooter he that he was scooter? scooting around on. In New York or Manhattan, I can see it. Like the population is so dense, and there's so many people within blocks. But I don't know. They got to start cracking down on these scooters. Like, what are the rules? What are the regulations? Because there are so many different varieties of electronic scooters, bikes, uh, those. The ones that freak me out are the one that it's like a skateboard with one wheel in the middle. Oh yeah, like, those uh, are sweet. Yeah, they're they're very cool, futuristic. Mm-hmm. You can get going pretty fast, and they're a little wild. Like it's no joke. I, I wish I slowed down and got a video of that couple on that scooter. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> I wonder if they've made it to Aspen yet. (laughs) (laughs) When they get off, she's stuck on his back. (laughs) Just go. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to be a real-life hero. He took it upon himself to fill a pothole in his neighborhood. This is a page out of Rod Stewart's book. Yeah, he was filling potholes in his neighborhood over in England. Arnold Schwarzenegger did, did, did a, a similar thing. Yeah, here he is. This is a, a video he posted. I don't know how much of the work Arnold actually did. He's got a crew with him. They're filling this big hole in the road with asphalt. Arnold is wearing some pretty nice clothes. They don't look like work clothes, and they don't look very dirty, so I feel like he may have shown up at the last minute just for a photo op. <laughs> like when a politician puts on a hard hat while wearing a suit? Exactly. But Arnold is, he's, he's got the shovel out. He's, uh, he, he's laying some asphalt here. You're welcome. You're welcome. You have to do it yourself. I mean, this is crazy. For three weeks I've been waiting for this hole to be closed. Thank you. Bye. Now, the city... Uh, has now lashed out at Arnold saying that was not a pothole that he filled in. 
What was it, Jim? It was a service trench used by the gas company. <laughs> and as you can hear him there, he said he's been waiting uh, for three weeks for it to be filled in, which is a weird time to wait for a pot. So it's like he knew it was open. So anyway, people were criticizing Arnold Schwarzenegger, say, oh, good job, hero. You just screwed over the SoCal gas company that was trying to use that for work in your neighborhood. Well, then it, another twist happened where Arnold said, no, it's not an, uh, an active uh, trench used for work. This work has been done six months ago, and we've been complaining to the city, will somebody please fill in this trench that you dug and completed the work on months ago, and nobody was sent out. So, mm. in fact, Arnold is kind of right again, and the people are back on Arnold's side. Good job, Arnold. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess it was open for six months and there were cyclists smoking it, cars smoking it. So they're like, well, somebody's going to fill it up. It's not a service trench. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Is this like a huge jackpot for some thief or is it just uh, inconvenient? A criminal broke into the back of an 18-wheeler in a Walmart parking lot. You know, sometimes the truck drivers will pull over to take a nap in the Walmart parking lots. Yeah, it's kind of free parking. Yeah, you know, you'll see RVs there as well. Walmart mm-hmm. is very generous with letting people park their vehicles and, and, uh, and take breaks in their parking lots. Well, police in Philadelphia are looking for thieves who broke into an unmarked truck that was parked in a uh, Walmart parking lot it was carrying 7.5 million dimes, <laughs> worth $750,000 U.S. Wow. Yeah, I guess that math checks out. The dimes were headed from the Philadelphia Mint to Florida. The driver was catching some Z's somewhere, left the truck there unattended overnight, which is a no-no. They don't know if the thieves knew what was inside. They don't know if it was an inside job, but they do know that uh, close to $200,000 worth of dimes were stolen out of the back of the truck. Holy, they're going to need another truck. If you look at the, uh, there's an aerial photo of the truck after it was broken into. There's dimes everywhere. <laughs> like they just had a shovel in there and they're shoveling in the back of a pickup or something? Well, you'd assume if it was a targeted uh, hit, they would try to take as many dimes as possible. Or they'd just tr- hook the trailer up to another yeah. uh, uh, truck yeah. and pull it away because they left behind $5.5 million worth of dimes. But again, you would need, uh, like, that's a lot of weight. You know, that uh, if it's a crime of opportunity, there's only so much you could take. Like, if it was TVs, you could only take as many TVs as you could carry as you're running from the cops. This is cr- Hold super... Hold on, no. They, they only got away with... Yeah, so they got it was 7.5 million dimes worth $750,000. They took 2 million dimes worth... That's a lot. $200,000. Uh, a dime weighs 2.33 grams, so they stole more than 10,000 pounds worth of dimes. This whole situation seems sketchy because, like, a Brinks truck, I don't know how much money they have in there, but I, if it had a million, you'd think there'd be a guard in the back. There's yeah. always two guards in the front. So why, if this is coming directly from the Mint, why is there no security? It's And how do you launder dimes? <laughs> at the laundry? Literally at the laundromat? I don't know. Well, does do vending machines even take dimes anymore? It's going to be tough to to turn that around. Almost better melting it down, probably, and selling scrap metal. 
Like, that's a lot of dimes to try and cash in at the bank. Yeah, I don't even know how you would. What would be the most efficient way? I have no idea. You would have to go to a vending machine and hit, like, refund. Put all the dimes in. Hit refund. Hopefully it spits out a toonie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Go to a casino? Yeah. You know what? Or just go to one of those grocery stores that has the dime or, like, the change sorter. And it takes a percentage. But you would be sitting there for 14 hours filling it up with dimes, getting your money. Well, I'm sure the police have thought about how someone would get rid of dimes, and they're keeping their eyes open for people standing at change machines for 20 hours straight. hopefully somebody drops a dime. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I had to put together a playlist. I am DJing a a school dance for grade 7 and 8 as a favor to my aunt, who's a teacher. Uh, And I had some songs on the list, and I was like, I better listen to a few of these and make sure... Because they're not songs I'm familiar with. Make sure there's no swears in them. Uh-huh. And oh boy, am I glad I reviewed a few of them. Yeah, you need the radio edits. Big time. I had a Lizzo and a Beyonce song in there, and I was like, ladies, easy with the swears. Because I didn't know the songs. And uh, Do not play language. WAP. <laughs> I don't know a ton about pop music, but I know that one gets a little... Uh... Little intense. You don't think they'd like that at St. Columban School? <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic elementary school dance. Jim Kelly is arrested for lewd and vulgar songs. Yeah, no. Nope, Spun on the ones and twos. <laughs> That'll be fun though. That'll sure. be it'll be it's always good to go back and uh, you know, you're a good nephew to help out your aunt like this. Mm-hmm. So your aunt is retiring. Does that mean you don't have to help the school after this year? I hope so. I'm joking. No, it'd be fun. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what time does the dance start and what time does it finish? Uh, like, I think it starts at... Pretty young Because I'm, I'm, I'm uh, hosting the floor hockey tournament from 12.30 to 1.30, and I think the dance is 1.30 to 2.30. So i got an hour of music. Okay, so it's during the school day. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I, was seeing, I guess that's high school dances where you show up at like 6 or 7 at night, and yeah. it goes till 9 o'clock or, or whatever. I think there's a grad dance at the end of the year for the, all the grade 8s, which would be at night after whatever ceremony. But no, this is just like a random dance. I don't know. <laughs> Fundra- I think it's a fundraiser, actually. They're raising money for charity. I think they're building, they're putting concrete floors in schools in Africa, I think is what's going on, actually. Oh, right so, on. So it is a charity thing. Yeah, well, you're volunteering. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And... You had the foresight to preview those songs. Yes. Which I'm happy about. I'm happy about, but also kind of disappointed because it would have been a better story if you didn't listen to the songs and Monday morning you're telling us about how you got kicked out of the elementary school for playing vulgar music. And then my aunt couldn't retire. She had to put five more years (laughs) in because the kids were so traumatized. Uh, Hey, everyone at St. Columban, where is it? Near Mitchell, Ontario? Yeah, yeah. It's near Seaforth, yeah. kind of, yeah, in between okay. the two. Everyone have a great dance. <laughs> You're in for a real treat mm-hmm. with Jim's DJ skills. Let's burn it down, baby. The Taz and Jim Podcast. You know, we're always looking out for you. We like to keep tabs on what scam artists are up to so we can educate you guys in case you're ever a potential victim. This one terrifies me. Did you hear about the AI kidnapping? So there was a mother in Arizona. Her daughter was away on a ski trip. Couldn't get in touch with her daughter. 
received a phone call from kidnappers, and the kidnappers put the daughter on the phone, um, talked to the mom, and she was convinced that her daughter had been kidnapped. Here is the mother telling her side of the story. I pick up the phone and I hear my daughter's voice and it says, Mom, I, I, I messed up and she's sobbing and crying. And then I hear a man's voice say, put your head back, lie down. And this man gets on the phone and he's like, I've got your daughter. This is how it's going to go down. You call the police, you call anybody. I'm going to pop her stomach so full of drugs, I'm going to have my way with her and I'll drop her off in Mexico. In the background, she's going, help me, Mom. I never doubted for one second it was her. Crazy, right? Nightmare for any parent. Turns out her daughter hadn't been kidnapped. The scam artist had used AI to recreate the daughter's voice and play it back to the mother over the phone. It begins. That is crazy. I didn't know that was possible. Like, I've heard people who are famous, like Joe Rogan or people who have a ton of audio out there, you can replicate something like a deep fake, basically. And but make it seem vocal, like they're saying anything. A vocal deep fake, because we've seen the, uh, like the the videos, the deep fake pictures and videos that are out there. The, the voices are there too. There's there's famous people saying fake things that you can just type into a, a machine. But to have like a random person, yeah, a teenager, and you could just well, just I don't think know. about it. All the uh, information that people voluntarily post online, you videos on your TikTok, social media accounts. Mm-hmm. So if that stuff's out there and these scammers can get a hold of it, I guess they can figure out how to replicate your voice. They got pretty lucky, too, calling that house because the daughter could have easily been home, but yeah. she just so happened to be on a ski trip. So I wonder if they had inside info and know more about the family than they're letting on. I don't know. Or they just do this so often, eventually they find someone yeah. whose who's kid's not around, right? Taz and Jim, you're on the air. I have a question. I'm actually a mom of a daughter, and that just freaked me the heck out. What is EI? AI, artificial intelligence. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, EI is employment EI. insurance. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, I was trying to figure. Oh, so it's AI. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I guess That's- we we just assumed everyone uh, was hip oh, no, with that. Okay. No Term. I'm not hip with that. Yeah, it's just it seems to be taken over. There's the chat GPT where you, that is an AI. You can type any question in, any request, and it will spit it out, and it's mind-blowing how effective it is. You don't have to do your own schoolwork anymore. No political speech ever needs to be written again. You can just get it to write a, a policy speech for you. You don't even need to kidnap people anymore. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was freaky. And as parents, I know you're a parent, Taz. That's like, Wow. Yeah, I know. Very scary. What the hell do we bring our kids into, man? <laughs> I don't know how you how you fight back against that. That's why some of the the big tech gurus in the world are calling for artificial intelligence uh, research to be put on hold because a lot of people are saying we don't know what we're messing with here. Exactly. Crazy, crazy. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here. For some neat stats. Time for some neat stats, guys. <laughs> neat. We do have some neat stats. You want some neat hockey stats? The, well, you're in the right place. <laughs> the NHL uh, regular season ends its night with uh, two games. This has really been a wild year in the NHL. We've had 11 players who have scored more than 100 points. Neat. Hasn't happened since the mid-90s. Mm. We've had uh, f- uh, five players score uh, over 50 goals. 
Hasn't happened since 05, 06. Mm. We had Eric Carlson uh, score 100 points in a season. First time we've had a defenseman do that since the early 90s. Brian Leach was the last guy to do that. Okay. Connor McDavid. You're not appreciating Ooh. this. Connor McDavid finished with 153 points. The only guys who have ever finished with more points ever. Steve Eiserman. I hope you're saving the neatest fact for last Wayne year. Gretzky. Mario Lemieux. The uh, You want to need stat? Here's Phil yep. Kessel, everyone's favorite hot dog eater. Love him. Just wrapped up another 82-game season. He now has 11 Damn. straight years of 82 games. That is neat. 1,064 games in a row. He's the only player in NHL history to play over 1,000 games in a row. Good for Phil. That is for, I, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> who would have guessed, man? There's something. He's on to something. I know a guy who was with the organization at Arizona he was playing with yep. for a while. And said that that's what he would say. When all the young guys were, like, trying really hard in practice, he'd be like, these guys don't know what they're doing. I'm burning <laughs> themselves out. He's on to something. I thought he was just lazy. It's like how people train for a marathon. Now, you know you're going to be sore after the marathon, so why not just do it once? <laughs> yeah, you're never supposed to go 40, actually run the 40 kilometers when you're training. Yeah, why train for anything? You're just going to make it worse. The uh, the playoffs start uh, on Monday, and so the regular season has really set the store, uh, set the scene for what could be a really interesting playoff. Where we've had uh, uh, like six point three six goals per game in the NHL average this year, most we've had since the early nineties. But that means also we could have a very high-scoring playoff, which would be exciting. Power plays haven't been this high in decades. And so, really, if you're looking at who's going to win in the NHL playoffs when they start on Monday, it's the team that can kill penalties effectively enough and keep the score lower because everyone is just scoring a bunch right now. How is the Toronto Maple Leafs' penalty-killing ability this year? It's okay. Uh, their, their power play is pretty good, though, so that's the flip side of that. The Edmonton Oilers go into the uh, playoffs with the best power play in the NHL. They, uh, Leon Dreisettles had over 50 goals this year. 32 of them came on the power play. Mm. Uh, Connor McDavid had over 50 assists on the power play. Uh, their power play is clicking at a 32% rate, which is uh, kind of crazy right now. The Leafs are not that high. They're in the 20s. The NHL average, though, is 21%. We haven't seen that in a long time. So offense and power plays are really going to drive the playoffs, which is not what you normally hear in the playoffs because it's tighter, it's a lot of checking, it's more defensive. That truly was neat, Dev. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Thanks, pal. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you do want to be inside a dark, cool movie theater, there's some new releases, including the new one from Nicolas Cage. Is this guy, like, uh, like back on the rise? I guess so, eh? Yeah, for a while there, he was a straight-to-streaming, straight-to-DVD kind of dude just churning out, like, B-movies, but it seems... Like, like he has been in more mainstream blockbuster type movies over the past couple of years. And Renfield is the latest. He plays Dracula. Nicholas Holt plays Renfield, Dracula's long suffering servant. It's kind of like a horror comedy. They're saying super gory. Hmm. Nicholas Cage is perfect as Dracula. And it's also uh, 
a comedy. So no matter what, when Nick Cage is on screen, it is enthralling because he's so weird and intense. All his choices are so odd and unique. It's it's just fun to watch him in anything. Yeah, well, he's back on the big screen. Renfield is out today. Also, I can relate with this guy, Russell Crowe. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm evolving into a Russell Crowe. In what way? Yeah, he's 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 a little rounder than he used to be. That's true. And it doesn't seem like it bothers him that much. <laughs> he's just embraced it. Why right? not? He had that gladiator physique, sure. L.A. Confidential, mm-hmm. and uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot of actors wouldn't be able to let that go. Russell's let it go. Yeah, I think you'd be satisfied if you had twenty years, like almost on that people's sexiest man list in that conversation. You had a good run. It's like being a retired uh, NFL player. Put on some weight. The Pope's Exorcist is in theaters. And Russell Crowe plays uh, the Pope's exorcist who uncovers a centuries-old conspiracy that the Vatican has desperately tried to keep hidden. It's being described as the exorcist meets the Da Vinci Code. I'm in. And is there a better stamp of approval? Real exorcists are saying that you shouldn't see the movie because it's not true to life. And it could cause uh, stress, terror, (laughs) all the things you want out of a horror movie. And when the church tells you not to do something, that's usually what people want to (laughs) do. Yeah. And when I go to a movie, I don't expect it to be true. I expect to be entertained. Based on a true story. Inspired by... Inspired by a true story. But then again, so was Cocaine Bear. (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. It is going to be an absolutely gorgeous Friday, Jim. It absolutely is. Uh, Are you going to be able to turn off your dad mode when you're hanging out with your buddies this weekend? or What's that mean? I just noticed... I, first off, I do. I think you're a great dad. I hear you talking to your kids all the time when I'm hanging around you. I think you're great. But I noticed that when you're hanging around your buddies, you talk to them like you talk to your kids. Like you just said to Dev as you're going to the bathroom, I got to go pee-pee. And not, <laughs> not even joking. You're serious. And so you went to the bathroom. I did not say I got to go pee-pee. I said, me go pee-pee. <laughs> it was even worse. And then, like, we're at the, go we're at, uh, the alibi bar the other day, and you're like, I'm going to get some lemon peppies. Some lemon pepper wing. Like you talk, okay, you say that. my kids aren't into the lemon peppies. That's a different thing all But that's dad mode. And then also, like, during COVID, you're like, you got your mask Like, you talk you talk to adults like you talk to your kids when you're, when you're talking to them. So you think the lines have blurred between regular Taz <laughs> yes. and dad Taz now. And it's just putting the E on the end of things, I've noticed. I don't know. Maybe it's like the same way I talk to my dogs, but you're like, you got your computery? <laughs> maybe that's not a good example, but hey, anybody got a poppy I can drink? That's how you talk to adults now, too. Me go pee I had to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, man. Look at look at the shirt I'm wearing. You think I haven't embraced being a dad? <laughs> I've, this is the daddest. Yeah. This is like a dad barbecue shirt. Totally, totally. You know, I got my nice button-down shirt with hula girls and Hawaiian trees on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I am 100% dad mode now. <laughs> I never thought it would happen, but it has.